If this is your first time with us, hello. And if you stuck with us since episode one, hello again. Everyone's welcome to our overshare. It's our safe haven away from the chaos of day to day. And it's a chance to share a slice of real life mayhem with like-minded people. And this episode is definitely going to do just that because this overshare is for every parent and anyone who's ever been left in charge of a child. I guarantee, however low you think your parenting standards are, by the end of this, you'll hopefully feel a little bit better about yourself and definitely feel a bit sorry for the people you're about to hear from. This episode is when parenting goes wrong. Now, you may be one of those parents who brags on Facebook about how organised you are, or you may be one of those parents who sees posts off those organised parents and just tuts at them and eye rolls, because the truth is, we're all the same. We're all just winging it, aren't we? We're all waking up desperate to get back to bed, but knowing there's another day of utter chaos ahead with the kids, because that's what being a parent is. It's professional plate spinning. Coming up, we've got tales of parenting disasters, and hopefully along the way, a helping hand as well. Now, as a reminder, this isn't for young ears. We're talking about the kids, not to them. So coming up in this episode of The Overshare... I've ran up to the nearest passing car screaming, I need your phone, I need your phone. And this baby starts crying and I'm like, my, my baby's never made that noise before. I've I put, pulled back the hood of the push. <laughs> not my baby oh my gosh my child will never have for sugar will never have processed food and then i remember as soon as she could eat i remember like once driving in the car she was screaming i was like just give her the chocolate buttons so when i was like laughing about the fact that i handed him over to a stranger and then just wandered off they were really horrified by that and just saying how could you have forgotten And as ever, I'm joined by someone who can definitely help us make a little bit of sense of it all. This episode, it's Helen Stroudley, who I met and worked with last year on the Toddler Club for Children's BBC. Hello, Helen. Hello. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you so much for inviting me. So for everyone who doesn't know what you do, tell us a bit about your job role. Well, over the last 20 years, I've worked with families, running groups from antenatal, babies, toddlers, young children. So my my role is an early years consultant and I work mainly with a charity called People and they support families. And also I have had the privilege of the last five years to work with BBC projects such as the Baby Club and the Toddler Club. And then more recently, um, I've been doing some work with Moonbug with Little Baby Bum and Cocomelon. Cocomelon. Um, Every parent <laughs> now is going, oh, Cocomelon, it's a little bee. <laughs> isn't it? As soon as that's on the telly, you think, okay, I've got at least 20 minutes of peace while Coco Mellon's on. It's an absolute privilege working, um, doing the educational side of the stuff, yeah. I also do training all around the country. Well, you did training with me, didn't you, before we started filming? We had had like a good three hours, didn't we, on how to handle the toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of went all right. And you're, you're not just a mother, you're a nana as well. Yes. So congratulations. And how different has it been to being a parent? Very, very different. You get more sleep. Yeah, you get the good stuff and get to hand them back. It's absolutely amazing. I really recommend it. I've got a dog and I've got a delivery due, and I'm like shaking. That she's oh, don't worry. Right, we'll get through it quick for you, Beth. Don't worry. Brill. So our first guest is Beth. Now, Beth, this is something I can relate to, right? Perhaps not the situation, but definitely the pain of when parenting goes wrong. Tell us your story. What happened? 
so it was earlier this year, uh, around Easter time. My daughter's term time only, and it was half term. I had to take her with me to the dentist. And she'd been listening to me and her dad talking at home. I couldn't be graceful because I was massive. I was like seven months pregnant with my son. And I like flopped onto the dentist chair. And she just <laughs> said to my dentist, who was really serious, please be careful with my mummy. Her bottom hurts because of her piles. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, bless her. And I, I honestly, like, I am really open. So, like, I wasn't really bothered. But what made me bothered was that the dentist just didn't say anything. She just didn't speak. Oh, no. So then it made it really awkward. If she'd have gone, oh, never mind, or something, <laughs> yeah. I'd just been like... <laughs> Broke the ice a bit. She, she didn't say anything. I was absolutely mortified. I told my husband and he was like, do you know what, though? You share everything with everyone. I said, yeah, when I choose to. Yeah. Not when my three-year-old decides to. I was I was mortified, and normally I'm not. Normally I'm just dead open about everything, and I just think, what's the point in not being? But, yeah, so now every time I see my dentist, I'm like, everything's good in the hood. Well, I remember when I was pregnant, whenever I had any examinations down there, I used to always want to tell them, it doesn't normally look like that. <laughs> And those piles aren't normally there. Do you know what I mean? You kind of want to correct them. But it makes you wonder. I mean, kids, they do listen to everything. Mia listens to things and it makes you wonder, is that just a common trait with, with kids? They want to be involved. Yeah, and they've got amazing ears, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> and it's their timing. I think that's quite impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Save it up until it's the, the real time. And also, I think the dentist chair, when you've got your mouth open, you can't sort yeah. of like hide away, really, can you? <laughs> no. And it came from a place of concern, though. Like she said, be careful. Yeah. yeah. And how are you coping Honestly. with two kids now? It's a whirlwind, but it's yeah. good. And actually, my little girl reminds me of Mia um, they're very similar, very strong women. And I keep saying to myself, we need strong women in the world. We need yeah. strong women in the world. Yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> well, I, I was just asking Helen, because you've got a little boy now, you said as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, obviously the same as me. And I was asking Helen the difference. Just explain to Beth what you said to me about that it could be the second child or the difference. Because I was saying, is there a massive difference in boys and girls, but it could just be the second child. It's so difficult to know. All children are so different, aren't they? Different personalities, different characteristics. So it's just a case of, yeah, wait and see. Yeah. Everyone says that we're like dead similar because we're blonde and we're northern, we've got sassy little girls and then we've yes. got these little boys. Both and have I piles. Like, <laughs> you know, both have piles. Um, and we've got, um, we've got bilingual fellas as well. Where's yours and, from? Um, Wales. That's not very Spanish, is it? <laughs> we're just the same. Thank you, Beth, for coming on and, oh, and oversharing. That's fab, and I'm glad that you're raising a little sass pot. Fantastic. I brush my hair just for this. <laughs> Mine's still wet from washing it this morning, or even dried mine. Our next guest is the lovely Helen. Now, Helen, your tale, whilst it does end well, it had a horrifying storyline, I believe. What happened? So, first time mum with her, I mean, she was one at the time, but everything panicked her. So, she had a temper high temperature. Uh, she was born with a hole in her heart. So, from the go, I was always panicked. So, any temperature, any poorliness was straight to the doctor's. Um so I took her to the doctors. Yep, ear infection, needs antibiotics, keep an eye on her, X, Y, and Z. I've left the doctors. Carrying toddler, bag, everything else. I've put the child in the car seat. 
thrown my car keys over the passenger seat. As I've done that, I've not known that the car is locked. So as I fastened her in the car, bag with my phone in, toddler with a temperature, fastened in, I've shut the door and then I've heard it lock and then just fallen to pieces because oh, I've no, no phone because my phone's in the bag with the toddler. My keys are in the front of the seat that I can see and toddler with temperature is just sat looking at me like, oh, no. Oh. The doctor's where I was was a good 20-minute drive from where I lived, so I couldn't walk. I've ran up to the nearest passing car screaming, I need your phone, I need your phone. So... I don't even know why he gave it me because I've literally just run up to him. I've not given him a backstory. I'm screaming at him, give me your phone. He's give me his phone. I don't know how to use said stranger's phone. You know, like somebody gives yeah. you a phone that's not yeah. one you're used to. So I'm screaming at him to type in a phone number. Didn't know anybody's mobile. So I had to ring my mum and dad's landline. They're on holiday. Oh, Luckily, gosh. my sister was at home. She didn't drive. It's one of those where it just gets worse and worse and worse. So she ran into the doctors. They advised calling the fire brigade. The fire brigade came and uh, were very calming. I was tears, trying to sing, twinkle, twinkle. (laughs) (laughs) Through the glass. It's like a prison visit. Anything I could do just to like... She was dead calm. Hearing Helen and seeing Helen, she's it's still quite distressing for you, isn't it, to re to relive it? But it's a, it must yeah. be a common thing, Helen. That we all have. I call it baby brain. Yes, <laughs> and it is. You do things and you think I would never have done that. Well, because your brain is literally all over the place, especially if your little one's poorly. Mm. Um, you know, you really are worrying about them, and probably lack of sleep as well. How did they get her out? Did they smash the window or just do something with the well, lock? One of the firefighters mm. managed to get a wire coat hanger, prise a bit of the door, hook the keys with the wire coat hanger, and we managed to wow. like press the boot button. I mean, I I'm one of them, Helen. I I can't even leave the dogs in the car if I'm putting petrol in because I panic that yeah. something's you know mm. someone will crash into them or someone will steal them or they'll just get too hot so that's that's with Norman and Ollie I'm trying to think if it was a child I don't I I probably would have had butted the window anything just try and get to them I did go and take a crate of beer and some chocolates to them firemen afterwards because Saved the oh, day. Yeah. But I bet your little one didn't know any different. She was oblivious. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing it, Helen. Oh, well, thank you. Well, your episode last week uh, with Tanny is because uh, she's, ne- she's now a tween, the yeah. little one that I locked in the car. So we're going through the whole social media and phones thing. So that oh. episode last week was spot on. She was me. good, it wasn't was she, Tanny? Really, it just, yeah, really just made me go, oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. So, thank you. Thank you so much, Helen. So this is The Overshare, and we're discussing all those moments of panic, chaos, and confusion in when parenting goes wrong. And next up, we have Nick. Now, you would think that when you take your mum shopping with you, you've got an extra pair of hands, and you think it would benefit (laughs) you. My little girl was about two weeks old. Um, it was like our first time out, you know, out, out. Mum's proudly pushing this baby along in the pushchair, you know, and we was wandering around a clothes shop. She sort of went off one way and I went off another. Um, I came back and she wasn't holding on to the pram. And I'm a bit like, 
or you need to hold the pram. So mm. That's, you know. So I, I said, don't worry, mum, I've got her. And I walked off, went around the shop, went and paid for my stuff. And we left. And this baby starts crying. And I'm like, my my baby's never made that noise before. <laughs> What's <was> that? <laughs> and I've... <laughs> I've, I put, pulled back the hood of the push. <laughs> it's not my baby. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I took someone else's baby. <laughs> and I don't know where mine <laughs> I didn't know where mine was. I mean, the pram, it wasn't the same as mine. It was similar, but it wasn't the same as mine, was it? It didn't, oh. you know, it was different colours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So rush back and this woman's walking around the shop she had no clue oh so she made the same mistake that's shows how tired mums are yeah Yeah, i had a little girl she had a little boy and we you know yeah they all look the same though don't they when they're a couple of weeks old it's all wrapped up yeah they're all all like little old men regardless i think when the weeks old they do and i had one of those old big um clunky like travel systems not with the car seat the baby was in the actual push chair and the hood was over and the cozy toes was on it because it was october or it was november at this point as it was cold she was all sort of bundled up yeah and how <laughs> so did I you just... how did you approach the mum who'd obviously had no idea either <laughs> did you just like excuse <laughs> me she hadn't noticed at all she was still wandering around the shop that we were in to start with um so yeah when I... <laughs> thank god she was still there I imagine if she'd have like left and got on a bus or something <laughs> we could have ended up anywhere yeah and what did yeah. you say to your mum <laughs> well <laughs> it's funny because um you know my mum's my mum's you know she was brought up in a time when you left your kids outside the front door for a bit of fresh air you know yeah um she she probably wasn't quite as protective as I am as a parent um you know I'm, I'm the youngest of five um and none of us ever died or anything you know <laughs> I do miss that kind of you know just playing in the mud and not having to quick get anti-back because you've got mud on your hands you know and oh yeah I'm that. stuff stuff <laughs> like that now I mean my nana and granddad we used to do anything at their house and my mum I mean it's awful I would definitely definitely never recommend this to any mum but my mum said back when she was teething it was a bit of whiskey on the finger and (laughs) putting whiskey on the gums yeah a bit of rum when we were little yeah a bit of rum on the old whereas now I think we panic more because of society like you don't know if the do you put a hat on them do you not are they going to be too hot Are are they sleeping for too long do you have to wait them there's so much like pressure and stress Absolutely. And every single child is so different as well, aren't they? Like, it's really interesting that you could recognise that cry after a couple of weeks. You were like, that's not the normal Mm. cry. (laughs) It's not my baby. Yeah. I think you you do pick that up quite quickly, I think. Um, You know, when your own kid, the noises and sounds that your own kid makes. Mm. Um, You you have like a, almost a natural response to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got seven kids. Wow. That's a lot of rum. <laughs> yeah, a lot of rum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and they're all, they're, I mean, I've, I've been quite lucky. My kids are all really, really, have all been really, really chilled out. Apart from my youngest, she's autistic, so it's a little bit different. But the rest of them are all really chilled out babies. And, you know, I wasn't, I was really quite laid back. Yeah. Um, you know, my oldest, my older siblings have all got kids, so I sort of grew up with a lot of kids. Yeah, you know, babies and stuff. So I found that quite easy. But you do, you do really quite quickly um, pick up on those. You know, when little, it's a real, qu- when it's a real cry or a a fakey, just a whinge or yeah. a painful. There's a yeah. tired cry and a painful cry, and you know them all. You, st- yeah. you start to tune yeah, in, you do. don't you? 
Yeah, and how how do you cope with seven kids? Because you look you look very nice and no- normal and fresh. <laughs> I am anything but normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so I had my my oldest daughter. I had very young. I was only se- just seventeen when I had her. Right. She's now twenty six. Um, I've only got two now that are still in school. One's at well, two at college and one at school still. The others are all adulting and moving on and doing their yeah. own thing. I've got I've got a few grandkids. That, I was going to say, you've kind of done, because my sister, she's got three kids, but the, the the youngest is 20. She had them early and she says it now where her and her hubby, Rob, they've kind of got their life back in that they can go on holiday on their own. The kids are very independent, whereas I've done it the complete opposite, whereas I'm going to have no life <laughs> until I'm at least retired. Now mine are a bit older and they are a bit more independent. I, I sort of sit here and think, well, what do I do now? Yeah, that's the thing. Grandchildren, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. Nick, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and um, thank you for oversharing. That's okay. Thank you. for joining us Louise on the When Parenting Goes Wrong episode so tell us about your worst experience at a charity do oh gosh right so um, we off we went one day got the kids ready as you do um, chaos every day um, my kids they're older now but at the time my daughter was almost three uh, son was a few weeks old um, so as you, you obviously know a toddler with a baby in tow is uh, crazy getting them ready but we, we went and uh, we were milling around the stalls looking for things to do. Um, obviously, my daughter clocked the face painting straight away. Uh, she wanted to go and get her face painted, some sort of unicorn with glitter that, you know, is never going to come off anything. <laughs> um, so sat her down, started looking around, and there was like a t- kind of tombola stall next door, seen a kind of frozen doll and thought, oh, well, maybe take our chance at that so went over handed my son over to the lady so I could get some money out of my purse um got the money out done the tumble I didn't win turned around seen my daughter was almost done so went back um, and then she'd seen this kind of game the other side that she wanted to go and do so off we went to do that waited in the queue and then um yeah this woman just tapped me on the shoulder and um, I turned around and uh, she said to me is this your baby and I was like oh yeah it's my baby <laughs> I completely handed them over to this stranger to get money out and done the tombola thing and then just wandered off. Just completely <laughs> forgot I had a baby like a few weeks prior. I love that I the tombola took priority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose then you start thinking, oh my gosh, people are going to be judging me now. But he's, we were saying earlier, when you're so tired and you, your mind's just, it's all yeah. over the shop, isn't it? I was at the event with some other mums that I'd met through a friend of a friend who were, most of them were first-time parents. So when I was, like, laughing about the fact that I handed him over to a stranger and then just wandered off, they were really horrified by that and just saying, how could you have forgotten? Now, luckily, they've all gone and had more children and completely understand. But at the time, I think they judged me a lot. My nana left my mum outside the post office she left she went to the post office and she walked with the pram and walked home and apparently my granddad said where's our sandra and my nana screamed burst into tears and she just left her in a pram and it's like near a main road and everything and she just ran back and my mum was apparently flat out in the pram knew no different 
This is a classic thing, isn't it, Helen? Obviously, we're all in it together. And it's not, I'm, I'm assuming you speak to lots of families who have done similar things. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, can I say, I've been very impressed that you are up, out dressed <laughs> with, a, with a baby that's a few weeks old. Yeah. You know, because like you say, it's, you know, it's a real juggle, isn't it? Yeah. But, tr- you know, going from one to two is quite a leap, as you probably know, Gemma. Yeah. In some ways, it's easier because you've done it all before. So I'm a lot more relaxed in, I know, when it's a heat rash and I know, you know, it's a lot more relaxed that way for me. Yeah. But it's also, when the dad's home, it's all right because there's two of us. But when you're when you're outnumbered, you know, literally, it's a minefield. There's sometimes, as you say, you're just so tired and uh, you're just so focused on making sure that one's okay you sometimes forget about the other one. <laughs> we have to make clear out all of these stories that we've had on the episode, none of them, there's a clear difference in the between just the, they're just light mishaps that we all make, isn't there? You know, it's surely just a, a proof of how stressful being a bloody parent is. That's all it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And it is tough being a parent. And it's really about the support that you have around you. You know, you need people to be able to sort of say, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. I've been there too. Yeah. And... And I think there is lots and lots of support out there. I mean, things like listening to this podcast and someone's going to say, oh, thank goodness for that. That happened to me mm. and I felt really bad. We really do beat ourselves up as parents, yeah. don't we? We put a lot of stress on ourselves. Sometimes as well, it's about us being human. We make mistakes. Yeah. If our children made mistakes, we'd want them to uh, to to be able to cope and handle it as well. Yeah, that's and true. And actually, that's how we learn. And that's how children learn as well. Thank you for oversharing. And uh, good luck with the parenting from here on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's it for another overshare. Thank you so, so much to all of our guests. Thank you for all of your stories. We had a great response as usual. They've all been read and they're all very much appreciated. Please keep them coming. Thank you as well to Helen. I hope you have a safe trip home. Now, Helen, obviously you work with a lot of families. If anyone wants to find you on social media, what's the uh, what's the handle? What, what's your name on social media? You can find us on all the social media channels. Um, and it's People Centre and it's people spelled P-E-E-P-L-E and also our website with lots of information and also we train practitioners so if you're out there and you're a practitioner and want to do some training to work with families then do have a look on there too brilliant thank you so much as ever we would love your comments on this episode and your reviews as well you can get in touch whenever you want via our whatsapp on 07761 039 898 or you can email us at the overshare at bowermedia.co.uk The Overshare is produced by Matt Foister and there's much more to come in our special haven of oversharing. Right, I'm off home now to to two kids. Wish me luck. Everybody happy? Yeah, buddy.